The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I, I want to talk now, though, about something completely different. Um, people might be familiar with, we've talked about it on this show before, about the, the culture pass scheme in Germany. So what happens is that when somebody turns 18, they get a, what is effectively a 200 euro voucher to be spent on cultural experiences. It could be attending a concert, the theatre, museums and what have you. There have been, as part of a pre-budget submission uh, here, a proposal to introduce something similar in Ireland. Willie White is the Artistic Director of the Dublin Theatre Festival uh, with me in studio. Willie, you're welcome to the show Thanks, and it is uh, good to see you again. Uh, should we... Sounds like a great idea. And obviously this is in the context of the Arts Council recently uh, publishing information whereby the attendance of the 18 to 24 cohort has declined over the time of COVID. has gone from 60-something to, to close to 50. So this is cause for concern. These are the audiences of the future, the citizens of the future. And I was thinking about, you know, why it might be uh, that, that this has happened. I do think that COVID had a lot to do with it. I think partly because we really rely on schools to bring young people to culture which might be a factor. Schools, sometimes parents and people sat in their bed for two years didn't really help. And then if I think about my own experience when I went to university um, to Dublin for the first time, you start making your own decisions. So again, uh, two years of university students didn't have this opportunity on top of the fact that a lot of people can't afford to live in Dublin and are going home on the bus in the evening. So it sounds like a fantastic idea. So in other words, kind of Habits were not formed. Exactly. Habits weren't formed or people fell out of the habit of going to culture. And it's also, I mean, I was talking to my son about this, who's 18, and I was saying, like, you know, what do you think? No, no, particularly people that age, they don't like to be told what to do. So giving people some self-determination and allowing them to say, well, this is what I'm into and here are the resources. And actually, price is a consideration because sometimes if it's not something you're used to, not something that you value, then you're not prepared to spend however much it might cost. We introduced a scheme last year, actually, in Dublin Theatre Festival because we were worried about this very thing and we just, we offered... 10 euro tickets for uh, 10% of the capacity, 10 euro tickets for people under 30 artists and arts workers didn't know how it was going to go. It was a huge success. Mm. So what that says to me, if you remove that price barrier, then people are going to go and see all kinds of weird and wonderful things that if it was more expensive, um, they wouldn't bother with. Yeah, well, listen, you only have to look to the example of, of sport. They realise uh, the value of getting uh, youngsters in early and their schoolboy tickets, so-called schoolboy tickets, uh, still referred to, but, you know, kids tickets for different games, uh, uh, certainly up to kind of big championship fixtures that are much cheaper. The idea being you want to get them in. Yeah, you, you, you want to convince well, no, them of the value of attending the these time matches. To start thinking of the future. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, I was talking to my colleague who you know, did his Leaving Cert a few years ago. And, um, you know, the way that culture is presented sometimes in school is almost like grin and bear it. You know, I think you need to kind of get people into the stuff they're into themselves first before introducing them to the masterpieces of humanity. Because if you're a teenager, um, it takes a lot to wrap your head around what Shakespeare is trying mm. to say. And I, I do think that, and also like, you know, who decides what culture is? Like, this is official culture. This is elite culture. The culture is the things that people like to do. And sometimes teenagers don't necessarily like to do what we're offering them. So we can't afford to be boring. We've got to think about what yeah. might interest them. And I also just think like the internet has a lot to do with it. I'm not blaming it like Macron, but people kind of can have very solitary experiences at home in the computer, maybe a little bit agoraphobic. So what we need to do is to encourage young people to get out, to meet their friends, to socialise and, and in, the, in the context of culture. But what do you say to people who suggest, they'll, listen, TikTok is culture? As well. TikTok is culture. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's either or, but I do think there's something to be said for people meeting each other in person. We could all stay. And also, TikTok is not just a value-free screen. TikTok is heavily mediated. TikTok is owned by the Chinese. So if you're happy for somebody else, a mega corporation, to decide what you will consume and for the algorithm to determine your tastes and your preferences... I think go out and meet real people. Uh, the I, fact that, um, you know, there is a reliance and there has been maybe a traditional reliance on schools to, 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 to engage with culture and that maybe stopped during COVID and hasn't started again to the same degree. I mean, it suggests that 
culture is still seen in some circles as kind of superfluous or kind of an extra thing. It's not one of the core things we need to focus on. Thankfully, one of the things that I feel came through uh, during uh, the early days of the pandemic and actually led to significantly increased significantly increased funding from the government to culture was that actually when when the chips are down, this is something that loses together. Michael D wrote a great poem, I remember, in the early days of COVID. So when it comes down to things that really matter, that when, when we're confused and we're trying to make sense of the world around us and we're asking ourselves what's valuable, I actually do think it has historically arrived been, uh, in the context, we're a poor country, right? Uh, it has been treated as an add-on, but I think it has changed now and is seen as much more kind of important to a holistic view of a healthy society. Uh, should there be limits on what the €200 Euro can be used on? I think not. It should be as broad as possible. An electric picnic ticket? Uh, perhaps. I mean, these tend to be given as kind of Christmas or birthday presents or longitude, I know, from our house. But um, yeah, perhaps. I mean, it's not, your 200 quid is not going to go very far for that. Um, that's probably electric picnic sells out. They don't need the support. So maybe for... And I'm not suggesting they're not cultural uh, experiences. They are. They're a different they, they, type ab- of, they absolutely yeah. are. But I guess why I bring them up is that, um, I mean, they don't necessarily need government support. I don't think they do, no. Is there an argument that you kind yeah. of limit it maybe to sectors that where, where, yeah. where a level of support I mean, is needed? we're looking at four Irish authors on the Booker um, long list today. That suggests to me that the, that's, and that's, they have the most nominations of any country, I think. We have the most nominations. That suggests to me that the investment of public money in culture, in books, maybe not as glamorous electric picnic, but the ones I've read from that long list are fantastic. I'm really enjoying the beasting at the moment. So I think that, yeah, I mean, the reason we invest in culture is because the free market doesn't deliver everything we might want to consume. So it's mm. for the gnarly, awkward stuff that in time becomes popular and established, but it's more for the kind of the experiment. So then the do you, sh- should you not then, is there an argument then you do exclude the stuff that's kind of surviving perfectly fine on the free market? Uh, if it you know, tickets to Barbie, for example, yeah. or electric picnic. I, I mean, I think Barbie seems to be doing extreme, extremely fine, yeah. well. I'm the only <laughs> member of my family who hasn't seen it yet. Um, yeah, exactly. It's, it's for things like literature, books, visual arts, the work that maybe people don't find their way to as easily, but that nonetheless is part. I mean, and I like all of those things, funded culture, un funded culture, commercial culture, all of it, but just where it needs the support. I was astounded when we were in Galway a couple of weeks ago, speaking to somebody from the Arts Festival who who said that they were, uh, one of the big projects they have over the next 12 to 18 months is kind of identifying and developing a permanent gallery space. And I I couldn't believe that there wasn't a big public permanent gallery space. I was in their big gallery space at the weekend and a place that despite all of the rain, there were lots of weather independent activities, the biggest attendance I think in years, 400,000 people. Yeah, that's what happens a lot of the time. You create temporary infrastructure and they're in the old post office and uh, I don't know who owns it or what the plans are for it, but it makes a fantastic gallery during festival time. But is there an argument that that's what, I mean, this would cost the guts of about 12 million, 10 to 12 million quid a year. So Yeah, but, but should you not invest that money in more permanent cultural well, spaces instead. You, you need to invest in both. And okay. one of the issues we're grappling with, we got significant and very welcome increase in government funding to the Arts Council. But unfortunately, the infrastructure is lagging behind. That's something I've been banging on about for years. What's happened over the last 20 years is more venues have closed. We've like City Arts Centre, SFX, Tivoli, all of these venues have closed. So in terms of space for culture, whether it be nightclubs or plays or music concerts, that's a real issue in Dublin City Centre. So you have to take care of the two, both the infrastructural piece and then the funding piece to get people to go to culture. Willie, listen, thanks a million thanks, for uh, joining us in studio. Uh, Willie White is the Artistic Director of the Dublin Theatre uh, Festival. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.